want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. Yeah.
Episode 133. Yeah. Kicking it off with our friend's Fatal Curse. Yes. With the song Blade in the Dark. That's right. That's right. So, on this day, 1985, Corrosion of Conformity releases Animosity. Ah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. I know they became a lot more popular with when they kind of reinvented their sound later on, which I thought was really good too, but I the early stuff, I really enjoy that. Yeah. I, I prefer it. It's kind of rare for you to say... For you, particularly, to say that, to recognize that a band has changed their sound and for you to like both versions Mm -hmm. of what they were and what they are. Mm -hmm. Normally, you're pretty dedicated to what they started off as. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And some bands can like really pull it off and some bands just like lose momentum when they change. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know like, um, I like the early Opeth stuff, like the first few, maybe three records. Mm -hmm. And then I think when they got really popular, people started beating up on them saying they sold out and all that. Yeah. But I think like when they started releasing like the progressive stuff, Mm -hmm. they did that very well. Yeah. I thought that was great too. Yeah. There was a bunch of stuff in the middle that I didn't like, but I've liked the the last couple things that yeah. they put out yeah some some bands are good at it some yeah. fail miserably and stick to it and just keep putting out <laughs> shit after shit after shit i won't mention any names but um moving on to something more positive mm-hmm. we have a couple guests on the show today mm. we're going to be speaking with aaron tom yes who has recently started up a record label mm-hmm. dark age yes and alongside him, Alexis Allen, um, we'll be chatting with her today. She's a local artist. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, she is helping Aaron with the artwork for his label, but she's also doing a lot of stuff for other bands, and she does personal stuff and mm. commission work, mm-hmm. and just made sense to talk to both of them at the same time. Yeah, yep. They were a lot of fun. Yeah. Fun to talk to, great people. Absolutely. Um, Let's get into it. First, we want to thank you guys for coming to talk to us. Yeah, thanks for having us. And Aaron, when did you start the label and how did you come up with the name? Um, I started the label, I guess it was maybe in March of this year. I've had the idea floating around in my head for a few years, but I just finally put it together. Uh this this march mm-hmm. um i came up with the name dark age i actually stole it from the the band dark age mm-hmm. they did like one ep in 85 or something it's really good u.s metal but i just i liked it so much and i thought it would be a cool name for label mm-hmm. and then i actually found out that there is a dark age records from like japan but they only did like two demo tapes or something in 99 mm-hmm. and they're gone they're not active so i felt like it was a good a good name mm-hmm what gave you the idea to create a label focused on reissuing demos from the 80s? Uh, mainly it was just, you know, something I'm into. I've just been scouring the web for just different forgotten bands and all that stuff. And uh, I just kept finding things that I wanted to buy for myself. And they weren't available because they were, you know, like 
someone pressed like 50 tapes or whatever yep. in 1983 and they gave them out to their friends at shows and then all the kids grew up and they're left the tapes behind at their parents' house. They got thrown in the trash or taped over or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're essentially like very few copies of a lot of this stuff in the world. Yeah. And so, but a lot of it's really good music. So I wanted to just, you know, find, find a way to put it out there for those who care, you know? So we have a segment on the show called Grandma's Pantry. Mm-hmm. And we do um, like old demos from yeah. the area. Um, like Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse. There are some really good local bands, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably our most popular segment. Yeah. Everyone loves hearing that segment. Yeah. Either it's bands they've forgotten about yeah. uh-huh. or have never heard. Mm-hmm. But my point was, there's definitely an audience out there yeah. and a fan base right. that is really into what you're doing. Yeah, I, I want to do some local stuff, too. Like, there's um, the band, uh, the local band Warhead, uh, Phantom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was there? Uh, Fallen Angels, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like probably five or, or more local bands. Uh, Assailant from Buffalo, they did like... They, one of their demos got repressed, but then another one didn't, so I don't know why that is. Yeah. And it might be like someone lost the original master tape, mm-hmm. and they don't want to put it out, but you could repress something with just the cassette tape. Yeah. It's not quite as good of a source, but it still works. Yeah. Actually, my, my release I did, The Morgoth and Satan's Arrival, was just the cassette tape. Because that's all there was. Yeah. There was one cassette tape, like in the entire world. I contacted the members, and they were like, ah, I don't have the, that tape anymore. I gave it to this collector in um, somewhere in the Netherlands who has like this insane demo collection uh, called Diggin' Demos. This is a YouTube page. But So I got in contact with that guy, and I was like, do you have this tape? And like he ended up giving me a transfer of the Satan's Arrival and the Morgoth demo. Oh, that's and, cool. And so I was able to send that to... um this audio restoration service and got it restored and remastered and all that. But that was the only copy of that in the world. As far as I know. That's insane. Yeah. That's an awesome way to start your label out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, I'd like to find more, but there's, there's a lot of like hesitant people. Yeah. From back then. Yeah. A lot of people think it's not good enough or they think that it needs to be remastered or redone. I mean, it will be. I I will remaster it and restore it. Get all like the pops and the tape hiss out and all that stuff. Mm. But you know, they just think, oh, I could do better now if I re-recorded it yeah. forty years later. But their voice is all, you know, different. It's different. Yeah, yeah. I've gone through puberty. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's not the same. You know, they're not like young angsty kids who want to just conquer the world and put out a demo. You know, they're trying to do it all professionally now that they're yeah. in their fifties and the the charm is gone. Yes. Yeah. Completely agree. So tying into your statement about be- people being hesitant, um, what would you say has been your biggest hurdle with the label? And how has how do you deal with like um, vinyl pressing with how lead times are now since COVID and all that? Um, well, let's see for the biggest hurdle is probably getting people on board. Like I can find a lot of people, you know, you go up a lot of stuff that's on the metal archives mm-hmm. and just click the band members and then find them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to a bunch of people, but a lot of people are, they're hesitant or they just don't want to, you know, cause they're busy with their lives now. And they're like, I did that when I was like 18, you know, I don't really care about it anymore. Yeah. Or they think no one would want to, or yeah. sometimes people want like insane amounts of money. It's like, yeah, you give me like five grand to do that. And like, 
Uh, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, your 1982 demo tape. Yeah. It's like five grand. Well, like, I don't know. Maybe I'll sell my house and I'll <laughs> <right>. have that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, as far as, uh, what was the other part you said? Uh, um, oh, the vinyl. The, yeah, vinyl. the vinyl, yeah. Do you have a secret a secret source for vinyl? Uh, well, I'm using this uh, this website called Mobineco, like M-O, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it wrong, mm-hmm. M-O-B-I-N-E-K-O, mm-hmm. out of Taiwan, mm-hmm. and uh, their prices are really good, and I got CDs from them already that's, that are in their professional quality, but it takes about six months mm. to get it. Vinyl or CDs? The vinyl. The right. CDs come a lot quicker, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, there's not much to you can do, really. They're all backed up. Yeah. Yeah. There is this one label, uh, Flynn Records, out of, they're like in Italy or something. Mm-hmm. They kind of do the same thing I'm doing with just putting demos on vinyl. And they get things out like every two or three months. I don't know how they do it. Wow. He's got, I, he must have like a, a machine in his garage yeah, right. or something. He's, pu- he's <laughs> pumping them through. Because there's no way that he's getting them done at a factory because no. they're all backed up. Yeah. yeah, we reached out to a couple um, and they're like, sorry, we're not taking new customers right now. Like, oh, we're really? so backed up. Yeah. 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 When did when did you try and do that? Recently, yeah, like a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, wow. Yeah, because there's a guy in uh, Siberia, Peter, that we we were working with on releasing something, and then COVID happened, mm-hmm. and we can't find anyone to press vinyl. Right. Well, yeah, the plants were shut down for like X amount of months because they were non-essential, and then they've just never come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then material. So right. Everything's short. Yep. Um, okay, tell us about your first release, which you kind of already did, and why you picked that as your first release. Uh, the first release is uh, it's two bands, which is essentially the same band. Oh, it was two bands. See, we kept yeah. going back and forth about that. Yeah, it's well, it's it's the same <laughs> band. They just changed their name for the the second release. Oh, okay. So okay. it's it's um, Satan's Arrival, which is the name of the first band. They did a three track demo in 84. Well, one of them's just like, one of them's just like a one minute long intro and then two tracks, basically. Mm-hmm. Then they changed their name in 1986 to Morgoth before the, not the German death metal Morgoth, obviously, but they changed their name to Morgoth and did four tracks there. And that was pretty much all they did with that, that lineup. And then I think they, they, they went on to be in another band. It was called like Deafen or something like that afterwards but it had like a few different members but the those original four members was just those two just those two releases that's like six or seven songs but uh i picked that because i don't know i was just listening going through uh heavy metal rarities forum and i saw i just downloading random stuff that i could find and i found that and i really liked it and uh just they were they were out. the first ones that I got in contact with that were gung ho on releasing it. That's awesome. Everyone else was just kind of eh, maybe yeah maybe like in a year or something I don't know, but yeah they were gung ho so that that was why I chose them. Cool. You I have a question for both of you. Um, do you have like when you're at home listening to music? Do you have a preferred format, like what you want to listen to? Was it digital? Is it CD, tape, vinyl? Um. It depends what I'm listening to, but if I can, if I have it, probably vinyl. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know, just sounds better, yeah. in my opinion. But I'm not too picky. And also, if I'm feeling lazy and I don't feel like flipping a record back and forth, I'll just 
play CDs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I have all three. I have cassettes. I have CDs and vinyl. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm the same pretty much. I'll just... Uh, a lot of the stuff that I want is on vinyl, but then I also... I also have CDs and cassettes yeah. and MP3 files on my computer and YouTube and whatever else. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do... I enjoy collecting vinyl more just because... Usually it's harder to find it when you're looking for that one particular album. It's kind of yeah means more when you actually find it in a record store than just a CD that's been repressed. Yes. So I prefer to collect vinyl or get something on vinyl. Mm. But as far as listening, it whatever I'm in the mood for or yep. I have available, I guess. I'm with you there. Yeah. Well, especially when you're collecting like old music, you know, you want to have like the the true experience the of, of how it was meant <laughs> yeah, back yes. then when yep. you bought it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. The first pressing. Yeah, the first yeah. pressing. Yeah. Like you said, there's charm in like those pops and those... Yeah, yeah like, exactly. exactly. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, sorry. No, I just wanted to say a lot of the artwork on the releases is, does, is not, you know, it's not good on a tape or a CD. Right. right yeah. Compared to a, a vinyl. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Are you done? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> What's your ultimate goal for the label? I mean, ideally, I'd like to be doing releases every couple of months. I mean, if the the plants want to cooperate with me, I, there's there's a ton of... I've got a huge list at home of probably 60 or more titles that I'd like to put out, and I keep finding more and more. So, I mean, ideally, if I could find enough people that want to buy it, I'd like to do maybe 12 or more releases a year until there's nothing else out there, which there, there's a lot out there. A lot of stuff that you wouldn't expect to be out there too, that still hasn't been repressed. Like, um, like, uh, well, we'll get into specifics, but like the, the trauma demo with Cliff Burton, there's, mm-hmm. there's a couple unreleased tracks that have never seen the light of day. There's, um, uh, cities with, uh, AJ Pero of twisted sister. He's got like some unreleased demo tracks that have never come out. And, there's a bunch of stuff that has some pretty prominent members that for one reason or other just isn't out. So I'd like to try and solve that. But I feel like a lot of times when there is those releases that have never been put out, there's some kind of reason. There's some member that's doesn't want to do it or whatever. So I'm just going to keep pestering everyone. Just be like, hey. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I really want to do that. And they'll be like, no. And then just wait like two weeks and be like, remember me? Uh-huh. Fuck you! <laughs> Blocked. Blocked <yeah. laughs> and then I just find the other member. All right. Like the bassist has got to want to do it. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will cave. Yeah. Just pester everyone until you find someone. Exactly. At the end of the day. <laughs> do you have a dream release? Like something that is like, you know, is out there. I'd really like to do the Death Slayer. Um, they were a band from New York City. I've talked to the singer uh, a bunch of times on Facebook, and she seems to uh, want to do it, but there's some red tape with former members. But I think it's it's really, really good band, kind of like like Omen type stuff, Omen and like Warlock, that type of, that type of thing. And mm. I think it would sell well, and I'd like to have it for myself. But, you know, there's just that question of whether or not we the, can get the former members to cooperate with yeah. each other, you know? Yep. We've run into that. Yeah. A lot of times bands ended on bad terms a long time ago, and they're like, no, I'm not going to seek out this person to talk to them about this, you know? Yep. Yep. 
Now I have another question for both of you. Well, it's kind of a two-part for you, Aaron, but another question for both. Um, what, what do you, what's your main resource for new music? Like, what do you have a go-to website or service or anything like that? Um, different YouTube channels. Uh, probably Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. I like a lot, and then oftentimes I'll just go through Facebook. You know, everyone's always posting their new band or their new label or whatever on there, and I'll check check a lot of stuff out. Mm-hmm. That's as a fan. As a fan, as yeah. As a fan. How about when you're looking for music to release? Oh, for... for would, that, uh, would that be the same? For the same, yeah. Sometimes uh, I'll see people that'll just post, like, demos and stuff on Facebook, and I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Or the Heavy Metal Rarities Forum, like we've talked about, they, they've got, like, everything on there. Mm-hmm. And there is some stuff that's not even on the internet, too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I've got um, my one uh, buddy from California, the... You probably know him from the Metallic Overdrive Facebook group, Jim Ferraro. Oh, uh, he's, yeah. He's yeah. sending me all these bands and stuff, and they've never seen the light of day. He's got, like, all these tapes, and they've never been re-released. They're not on YouTube. They're not, like, anywhere. And some of it's really good stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's crazy to think about that the stuff online is just a portion of the, you know, the stuff that's out there. Yep. It's insane. Yeah. And there's a lot online. There's an insane amount. Yeah. yeah. Like, I keep finding more stuff. And there's also just so much that's not on the internet that we just don't know about mm-hmm. that people, they had a band, like, for, you know, a couple months in 1982 or yeah. three, and nobody seen a light of day since. And yeah. It's like you said, sitting in someone's basement. Right. You know? Yep. Which is cool, but also sad. Yeah. there is still stuff out there, but it's just... How can you get to it? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but, there was... Oh sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, as for me, I, I'm i saying thing, like, if I just scroll through Facebook, see someone posting something, or usually Spotify, a lot of... They recommend a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, similar artists that I like. Um, same thing with YouTube. And a lot of it, when I first, like, started listening to my... Kind of discovering metal on my own, Um, when I was on YouTube, I would just usually see, like, a thumbnail of a band and see the album cover and it's like oh i'm gonna click that and see what it is so a lot of that um also helped me find new music was just seeing mm-hmm. the image of a album cover somewhere on the internet and just looking it up so so are you drawn to art like when you're finding new music yeah yeah definitely yeah <laughs> i am too sure. i try not to be because some bands are really cool but their art sucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, if I have, like, a list of 10 bands that I want to check out, I'm going for, like, the cool fucking artwork oh, first. Oh, I'm the right. same way. Yeah. The same way. <laughs> Makes a difference. Yeah, it does. Is that why you started, draw- like, drawing? Because you saw, like, cool album covers and stuff? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just something I've kind of always done since I was younger. But it, there's a... It's just usually the mood I'm in, or yeah, maybe I'll see an album cover that just inspires me, but yeah, I would say so. That's pretty sure. cool. Yeah. So how did you realize that you could draw? <laughs> um, Or paint, or wh- I guess as far as drawing, since I was younger, I just, kind of my parents noticing, um, going, I went to school of the arts for a year, so I went for Ooh, visual arts, cool. I got accepted in there, so obviously... I guess I had something going on. Um, it, a lot of it was just kind of on and off, you know, doodling here and there. And But once I started kind of picking it back up over the last couple of years, um, 
just posting a picture online and on Facebook or Instagram and seeing people react to it, it's like, oh, I guess I'm doing something right. Because for a while before that, I just never, never really shown it or, you know, reached out that I do this stuff. So it was kind of like a moment of me realizing that people do like it and that I can draw and kind of like acknowledging that. So that was definitely a big reason that made me realize that I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Affirmations really help. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. does. It does. It's huge. For sure. Mm. And it's awesome. We love your stuff. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Do you do commission work? Yeah. Yep. Um, Not really doing anything right now, but I have done a few actually the past couple years. Uh, I've done a couple stuff for metal bands. Um, I did uh, earlier this year, I did Alien Autopsy. They released a single. Yeah. Uh, I did something for them. And also their upcoming album cover. So they haven't released it yet, but I did do that for them. And uh, just like some commissions here and there for friends and family. But And but Dark Age Records. Yes, and that's probably... <laughs> I should definitely mention that here right now. Yes, Dark Age Records. <laughs> Hopefully future releases with that too. Um, and obviously the one we have out right now, the uh, Saints Rival of Morgoth. I did the demo cover for that. And... Um, that one was definitely heavily inspired by demo covers. I wanted it to look like a, a demo because that's what yeah. it was. So just black and white, simple sketch of something, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you nailed it. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. And if you haven't noticed, we love custom artwork. Yes, we I love was actually looking local <laughs> artists. So yeah, 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 we'll be asking you for something. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a preference between drawing or painting? Um, I right now I like painting a lot because I feel like I can do a little bit more with it, just with colors mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, and more like I like art that's very vibrant and mm-hmm. colorful. So I tend to lean more like oil painting, mm-hmm. and you can kind of do a lot with that. Like oil, it takes a while for it to dry. So you can go back if you make make a mistake, if you want to fix something or change it, you can, there's more room to fix it or for errors you can correct. But I do like drawing because that's what I started doing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I went to school, I took drawing classes. I'd never took painting classes. So I drawing is still something that I appreciate. And it's kind of more something if I'm just practicing or I just feel like doodling something, you know, but I would say painting and actually like pencils my favorite Mm -hmm. for sure would you like doing it as much if it became like your full-time job i would say yes and no um the only one thing is i would definitely prefer that if i could do it full-time but at the same time i don't want to feel like it is a job and it ruins it for me that's the one thing that I'm okay with having a day job, but also doing this as just like a side hobby for now. Yeah. Because I don't want to ruin it and think, oh, well, I have to do this because I need to pay rent. And it's not something I want to do, but somebody's paying money for it. And it's kind of like, it's a back and forth thing with commissions sometimes. It's like, I enjoy doing it, but sometimes I just don't feel like it. But it's like, I want to get it done for this person. Yeah. But uh, sometimes it's just, I don't want to ruin it as a like a hobby and an interest i i want it to be always something that i enjoy and so far it's been like that so hopefully it's just continually to be something that i'm de- i'm always creating something that i want to create at the end of the day yeah you know which it has been that way so far 
but that's awesome yeah if it happens that would be awesome though <laughs> yeah i don't know so we we go back and forth with that too because obviously yeah. ultimately like we are fans of metal right like we do this as a hobby yeah we're not like getting paid we have to go to work every day right right but everyone's always like, oh, well, why don't you get press passes to Maryland Death Fest? Or why don't you get press passes when you go here? It's like, well, we're going to those things as fans. Like, we don't want to exactly. work. Right. Yes, yes. You know, like, we want to feel the energy out in the crowd. And we just want to be a fan. Exactly. You know, if you get a press pass, people expect something from you. Right. Like you right. were talking about with the commission work. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to work. On yeah, show. exactly. I just want to be a fan. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like, I like doing commissions, but it's like, I... I also want to have time to paint or draw something that I wanted to do. Yeah. So sometimes if I have a few commissions going, I don't want to start another, you know, project and then put that aside and just have to split up the time I used for each painting or drawing and not have time to do what I want to do at the yep. end of the day. So it's, it's definitely a very conflicting thing. And I have thought about that, but right yeah. now I'm happy because like, I, I don't, I'm not overwhelmed with anything that I do. I can still do my own thing, but I also have people that want to get buy buy something for me or pay me to commission a painting for them. That means a lot. Like it's yeah, just, it's just a weird feeling that somebody likes what I do so much. They're paying money for me to do it. It's yeah. just it's a very surreal feeling. And I still don't really, you know, I re I really don't feel like it's real sometimes. Like it it's just. It's, a, it's something that I've always wanted to do since I was younger. So it's cool to actually start a career, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. I'm glad you put yourself out there. Thank you. Because I know yeah. it must have been intimidating at first. Oh, right? yeah. It yeah. definitely is. It yeah. definitely is. I always think that it's like, yeah, I feel like this isn't good enough. Yeah, this one isn't done, you know? But, you know, at the end of the day, people do. It's usually positive and that's really encouraging. That's what keeps me doing it. Yeah. Also, in the enjoyment of painting and drawing and just you know release you know stress from the day and having something just to sit down and relax but it's also nice to have someone saying oh that looks awesome that looks badass. yeah and it's like thanks yeah <laughs> you know that is awesome yeah all right i got another question for both of you yeah all right um what was your first concert um probably the first uh First, like underground metal show I went to was I saw um, Riot uh, at the Montage, mm. and uh, they had like the the Thundersteel lineup back with them for like one show, and then uh, Mark Mark Riel ended up dying like a week later. But he they almost canceled the show because he wasn't on that show, mm -hmm. or he was supposed to be there, but then he was like sick in the hospital, and they played as a four piece without him. Mm. But that was uh that was. My my introduction into like underground shows. That's cool. Was that one. So was that your first or not your first? Um, first underground, yeah. First 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 show like that I went to by myself. You know, maybe mm -hmm. something else before that when I was younger. Um, trying to think now. I, I'd call that the first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my first was I think in 2012 at water street it was i don't even remember who played it was local bands i think it was like metalcore bands mm -hmm. at the time but uh, it was my father's friend's son's band was playing so we just went there and that was like my first metal experience it was it was a lot of fun mm -hmm. but i don't really remember what bands but my first like actual uh concert that i went to by choice was metal church in 2014 
at the montage. Mm. And that was quite an experience too. Cause that was like the first band that I saw live that I knew their music. So it yeah. was even more. So I would say, I would say that was my first like actual concert mm. that I enjoyed. Hmm. Is your father in a metal? Uh, yeah. 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 That's actually how I started listening to it was cause he listened to like Judas Priest and Iron Maiden yep. and saw them back in the day. Um, but I've basically been exposed to that since I was like, I can, as long as I can remember, since I was four or five years That's old. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, like just playing cassette tapes in our car, like King Diamond stuff. So That's yeah. awesome. So I kind of grew up with it. My mom used to have like this crate of records that just sat in the mm-hmm. basement. She never got rid of them. They just sat there. And one day I got bored. I was like, I don't know, eight or nine. And I like popped in a, a Queen record. And yeah, I like yeah. learned how to work the record player all by myself. <laughs> and I'd like blast Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so cool. Right. And, like I would just play with all of her records. They became my toy at like eight. <laughs> <laughs> and we know your history. Yeah. I've, <laughs> the, uh, is your dad in a metal? Yeah, he's into... <laughs> I'm um, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the the pioneer of underground metal here a long time ago. And what's actually funny is um, he saw uh, Alexis's dad's band play in yeah. 1982. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Which is kind of funny. Your dad was in a band? Yeah. What was it called? They released a demo. Uh, <laughs> Blitzkrieg. Mm. What kind of music was it? It's like just regular heavy metal. Old school. That's cool. Like, not like Thrasher Death, just, you know, Jewish Priest type metal. Like just heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think he opened for the rods that night. Mm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I forgot about, I forgot about that. With your, with your dad seeing my dad. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> he uh, he actually just brought those pictures in because we work at... We both work at FedEx together, and he, he brought those pictures in a couple days ago. He's like, check this out. I got these Blitzkrieg pictures. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. But yeah, there's only there's only two of them and none of your dad. But oh, okay, well, I still like to see him. Yeah, it's still cool though. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Weird Moral. connection. Yeah, yeah, really. So, did your father? He obviously influenced your musical taste early on, or are we allowed to say his name? Like, I yeah. feel like we're say skirting his name. around the Warhead <laughs> Metallic Overdrive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He he de- definitely influenced my musical taste. Um, he uh moved on from from the more 80s type metal and he's gone he's been listening to some other music along the way mm-hmm. um but it wasn't actually like you know he never like sat me down and showed me you know here's like pile driver and mm-hmm. here's satan you know he um he got more into like christian metal and that mm-hmm. type of thing mm-hmm. by the time i was in the world old mm-hmm. enough to appreciate yeah. it and then i got into bands i got into most of the underground bands just finding them on my YouTube, YouTube or whatever, and I was like, I "Wonder if, wonder if my dad ever listened to that?" And I found out later, like, yeah, <laughs> he had it all, pretty much. I like that. Yeah. Do you guys have um, a? And there's so many styles of metal. Do you have a preferred genre that's like above all? I mainly just listen to traditional metal. It's probably my favorite, but I mean, obviously, I like. A bunch of different subgenres of it, mm. but that's that's mainly what I'd I'd like to release and what I listen to a lot of the time. Is there any s- sub style that you don't like? Mm. 
I'm not a huge black metal fan. Mm-hmm. I like I like some of the first wave black mm-hmm. metal and mm-hmm. like black thrash type stuff. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the Norwegian stuff isn't really my thing. How about you, Alexis? Um, same. I like traditional a lot, but I also like death metal. That's probably it, it's probably very close to being equally. Mm-hmm. It uh, you know it depends on my mood too. You know if I want listen to something more heavier, I listen to some death metal. But I try to listen to both. That's probably my favorites. Yeah, of the two. Yeah. What do you listen to? Do you listen to anything non-metal? Oh yeah, I like um I like a lot of electronic music, um, uh, punk. Um, I even like, you know, stuff like disco and, you know, classic rock. I'm, pre- I'm pretty open-minded on what I like. Yeah, you know? I am too. Yeah. I don't like pop country. It's like the only thing I can't do. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a big country <laughs> fan. Yeah. Like I'll do like old school, like Johnny Cash and stuff right. like that. But yeah, don't like the pop country. <laughs> That's Neither pretty painful. That's fair. Yeah. Walking into like any gas station in a small town, you're forced to hear that until you leave yeah and you're like am i about to be murdered (laughs) (laughs) but we think nothing of like listening to death metal which i think is funny yeah Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like oh i feel safe yeah (laughs) yeah it's weird something about like death metal is just comforting yeah (laughs) it's ironically comforting (laughs) and then it's like country it's like ooh, something creepy yeah i don't like this (laughs) about to get like run over by a tractor or something How did you guys meet and decide to start working together on the label and artwork? And uh, We've known each other for probably yeah, six, seven yeah, years now or something. We met at the Bug Jar, I mm-hmm. think. Bug Jar or Montage. Mo- yeah, one of those. One of the, yeah, one of the venues. But um, basically, I just had the idea for the label, and I've, Alexis has been doing art for a long time, so I mean, it just seemed like a, a natural thing to work together on the artwork and the Photoshop because she has a lot of experience with that. Mm. I just kind of figured it out, kind of. Yeah. Not very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're learning. Yeah. But, um, yeah, maybe shouldn't... I don't want to admit my faults over the air. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we, uh, it just kind of was a natural thing of, uh, because a lot of these cassettes didn't have artwork back then, you know, they were yeah. just yep. blank cassettes put in cases. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't want to release it just like there's a blank cassette. So they needed some kind of artwork and yeah, it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I like it because it gives me something in the like metal community and seeing to work with something like that. Yeah. Make art like directly into a scene and a brand new label too. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait to do more work with different bands and just different ideas, whatever, if he has an idea or if the band has an idea, I'm excited to do something with it. Collaborate. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure it pushes you kind of out of your comfort zone a little bit too, because you're kind of taking somebody else's idea sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And translating it. Yes. Into what you think they want. Yeah. So it's challenging too, oh, yeah. which is good. Yeah. I've had a few commissions where it's like, oh, I want, this is the idea we got, like, just do what you want, or if it's just one person, it's like, okay. And, yeah, but it definitely, it's nice because it is a challenging thing, because it's yeah. something, and it's also gives me something to work with that I might ne- never have come up with and, you know, expand on it. Yeah. So I, I actually do like that when people come up with an idea and they're like, oh, could you just do this and work your magic or whatever? It's like, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. You know? 
That's why I'm glad that you started like posting your stuff on Facebook too, because I've noticed people are commenting like, oh, you should do this or you should do that or. Yeah, yeah. And it might be stuff that you've never even considered. And you're like, oh, yeah, I should do that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing wrong with getting, you know, feedback and new ideas, you know, it doesn't hurt. Yep. And we, I mean, we get a lot of feedback and we're like, hey, that's a good idea. Like somebody, one of our friends just sent us an idea for like a segment game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we're like, oh yeah, we are totally doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to get feedback. Yes. Sometimes definitely. it sucks, but. Right. You're, but that's how we grow. the territory. Yeah. It's going to yeah. happen. Yep. We've gotten some negative feedback. Yeah. Your sound bed's too loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was good feedback. Yeah. It sucked yeah. at the time, but our sound bed used to be too loud. Okay. <laughs> so it was valid feedback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, do you guys have favorite local bands? Um I like uh definitely the more extreme. So I like Christ a lot, um, and Necrostalker. And I guess they're kinda local to us, but fail curse. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yep. Those are my top three. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I'd say uh, probably the same. Uh, I I mean, I haven't watched a local show in a long time, it feels like. But uh, I like Ordruin a lot. Um, I like Fatal Curse a lot. Um, Christ is really good. Um, those would probably be my, my three favorites. I'm trying to think of who else I've seen that really like gets me going. Blizzaro, when they were, were around, were, yeah. were amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those would be, yeah, those would be the, those four, I guess, would be my top. I'll add um, Alien Autopsy for four, too. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That have makes you sense. seen them I gotta yet? Sh- I got to shout them out. Have um, you seen them no, yet? No, I haven't, but they have a couple shows coming up, so I definitely want to see them live. Yeah. They're also really cool guys, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've reached out to them because we ask everyone for permission to play songs right. on the show. Um, we don't just want to take liberty. Right, Because right. it's somebody else's art. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and they're really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's really cool. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Everyone... Most people in the scene are just nice people, especially in the band. Yeah. And that makes a difference. It does make know? a difference. Because if you're an asshole, it's like, I'm not going to come and see your band now. Right. <laughs> yep. right. I don't care who's playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, everyone that, like all the bands that we mentioned too, it's like, they're all great guys. And that's awesome. That's, that makes a difference. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break and play a couple songs off of the first release on Dark Age Records. First, we're going to listen to Satan's Arrival. This is the same band. They just changed their name. Yep. Up first, Satan's Arrival with the song Mandrake. And then we're going to hear Morgoth with the song Heaven's Torture. Available now, darkagerecords.net.
those my minions of the Metal Inquisition. This is the Exalted Pile Driver. You're listening to Grim Dystopians describing basically the fall of human mankind as we know it in song. question for you who would you consider either when you started out or even now um artistic influences like 
Um, Maybe current or from the past? Metal artist, not metal? Definitely metal artist. Um, I really like... I've, even before I really started painting, I've always liked Ed Repka. He does um, probably one of the biggest metal artists. Or painter, I should say, not artist. But um, he does, like, Scream Bloody Gore. Mm-hmm. Did, like, Rust in Peace. You know, he's got a signature look as far as his style goes. Uh, I just always liked his artwork like that that's definitely an art artist that when i see his covers that he's done it's like i'm gonna listen to that album um definitely dan seagrave uh he did like uh gore guts uh i think benediction uh, even um rodney matthews too and he did um i think he did asia like asia artwork and then yes mm-hmm. uh just because of their it's very surreal and just the way they use like colors mm-hmm. so i would say those are big influences and definitely bob ross <laughs> like just watching his videos when i first started like helped me a lot just the techniques and he really is truly a master yeah <laughs> at teaching so i would say those come to my mind yeah hmm. pretty cool mm-hmm. so i love how we all love bob ross yeah how can you not <laughs> i know yeah. just a the perfect human being yeah <laughs> all around did you watch that documentary on I netflix did, yeah it, man heartbreaking yeah that yeah. sucks yeah sorry i did hear i have before that came out i did like read some articles about the way the bob ross company was handled and uh, very shady and back and forth so i kind of knew that going in but it just it was yeah tragic yeah I feel bad really for sad. his son yeah yeah yeah. He gets it's like, like that should be it. It's his father. Like, yeah. how can he, and he, he was on the show and everything. It's like, they just took it away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Too bad. Um, Aaron, do you, for the label, do you have a Bandcamp page? Uh, no, I don't. I've been thinking about doing that, mm-hmm. uh, lately. Cause you I know. Should. Yeah. So if you did have that, would you, would you put your releases up there digitally or just just as a, a sales platform for the vinyl and CDs. Oh yeah, I do digitally. If yeah, anyone wanted it, yeah, they could mm. have it. I haven't uh, done too much with that right now because it's you know it's pretty much it's a pretty niche market. Yeah, and most of the people are going to want you know CDs or albums or anything. But I assume there would be some people that would want to download it. Yeah, we do. Okay, <laughs> I'll put it up there. <laughs> I mean, we buy stuff, but we like to download it obviously right. for the show too. Yeah. So. Do you, are you doing tapes too, or? I thought about it, but uh, no, I'm just going to oh. do the CDs and and vinyl. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the best way. No eight tracks. No eight tracks. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I did see there was some company that like will press like eight tracks for you. They like take the old eight tracks and they like unscrew it. Oh wow! And they can somehow put like a new eight track in there, but it's like thirty five dollars a piece. Wow! <laughs> really? Yeah. So oh, I could maybe have, have like. Two eight tracks and sell them for fifty bucks. <laughs> Limited edition. Yeah, one of two. <laughs> I actually do have Easy an eight track number. Yeah, right. It's one, two. <laughs> I actually do have an eight track player, but I don't have any eight tracks. A, a buddy of mine was just like, "Dude, I have this garbage in my house. Can you like get rid of it?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, okay. <laughs> it works as far as I know, too." Really? Oh, but you don't know because you I, don't have any. Eight I tracks. don't have any eight tracks. You should go scour Goodwill and look for eight tracks. Some of those go for crazy amounts of money. I know mm. they do. Yeah, like there was like 
like they did like a riot fire down under one that goes for like a thousand bucks or yep. something. Wow. It's like it's a four dollar record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was. Do you remember the King Folly conversation? And you, we were talking about uh, for some reason eight tracks came up. Yeah. And I think he found like. I forgot where it was, like a thrift shop or something. It was, uh, I think it was the first Iron Maiden on a track. Yes. And he, and it was like fifty cents or something. Yeah. But it was that's worth crazy, like a yeah. fortune. Yeah. And the guy didn't know. That's one wow. of those ones that goes for like <laughs> stupid amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any of those like later pressings or like metal, like later pressings, you know, like Riot or Iron Maiden or whatever, it goes for an insane amount of money. Yeah. It's like that with vinyl, kind of too. If you get like a vinyl that came out in like ninety five, ninety six, yeah, those like are towards the, the tail hardest end. to find. Yeah, it'll go for an insane ones. amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love obscure vinyls. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I during the pandemic, like, well, we're still in the pandemic, but like when it got crazy and we were like stuck in the house, I ordered so many <laughs> records. It was insane. Like every day he was like, seriously, a new record? I'm like, oh, I can't help it. I have nothing to do. So we just sat yeah. around and listened to new records. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you guys have like a... too. Yeah, yeah. They are. Yeah, a lot of them are like... Yeah, they're skyrocketing. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm okay with because a lot of them I have. <laughs> right. Yeah, I actually, since you said that, I kind of like slowed down because I was like, geez, yeah. it's kind of expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys have like a, a how do I want to word this? Like a gateway band that was like, yes, I am in the metal. Show me more. Like, does something stand out to you? Um, For me, well... Uh, my dad was, you know, into Christian metal a lot growing up, so he showed me the band uh, Atomic Opera. They're from they were like an early '90s uh, metal band, and uh, I heard that, and I like I was really young. I was like maybe six or seven, maybe probably about about that age, and I was like, wow. And now it, uh, it's it's not something I listen to as much anymore, but it still had a huge impact on me back then. And that, yeah. So I kind of did it backwards from most people where I wasn't like doing the typical like, you know, Metallica and Dio and, you know, and then I, so that was kind of my gateway drug. It was kind of backwards. I started with the underground and worked my way up, I guess. Hey, that's cool though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, probably Judas Priest and King Diamond. Like I said, my father had a lot of the, their tapes. So growing up, I listened to them. Um, but as far as like, um, like more extreme is definitely uh, death, because like before the thing is too like when I grew up with what my dad listened to like the traditional stuff like you know Queensrÿche and Black Sabbath and stuff, I never really listened to anything like thrash or death or black metal. So when I tried to adventure and listen to more extreme stuff like on YouTube, I didn't really find anything that I liked. I was like, oh, it's screaming. Uh, it's, yeah. It hurts my ears kind of thing. <laughs> but when I started listening to Death, that kind of was like what clicked with me. It's like, oh, now I get why people like this stuff. And that after that, that's when I kind of started binging Death Metal and Thrash Metal and that kind of stuff. So I would say Jews, Priest, King Diamond, and Death. Awesome. They're my gateway. 
I remember hearing Possessed for the first time as a young teenager and being like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> my ears. Yeah. Yeah. My ear- <laughs> this is scary. Yeah. <laughs> are, are either of you guys musicians? Nope. Uh, no, no. I am not. Not I've really. Tried. I, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've messed around with a, a bunch of instruments, but mainly I just... Uh, do enjoy listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I had like a electronic guitar when I was younger, like I got for Christmas, but I never got the hang of it. And uh, I had an electronic drum set, but again, did get hang of it and just sold it. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I think I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I've just been sitting in the corner for like months. I'm not gonna. And I live in an apartment, so it's hard to like actually beat on a Enjoy drum it because it's yeah. like it was in the corner. I couldn't really get to it. And I just. Like, I might as well just get rid of it at this point. Maybe. I feel like it's something One you got to start when you're young. Yeah, definitely. You know? Or it's more helpful. Mm. No? Did you start later? Uh, I just picked up the piano, like, less than a year ago. Oh, okay. And I'm not good at it, but oh. <laughs> I still do it. Yeah. You got to do it. You got to stick with it, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's hard to, like, teach yourself. Because, I mean, I guess when you're younger, you, your parents take you to lessons or something so i guess in that state it's kind of helpful when you're younger but like it's hard to like teach yourself it's like oh what do i watch videos do i read books about it like when i was trying to learn quote unquote learn the drums i didn't really know how to start i guess and i think that like set me off because i didn't know what i was doing so i just kind of discouraged yeah i just put it away and yeah yeah definitely discouraging yeah but yeah yeah, I can't imagine teaching myself how to play the drums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look cool. <laughs> <laughs> what did your dad do in uh, Blitzkrieg? Uh, he sang. Sang. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like I said, since I mentioned Jude Priest like several times, he liked Rob Halford a mm-hmm. lot. So that was kind of what his go-to like style at the time was. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Is that recorded? I have no idea. I want to hear it. Yeah, I'm not sure if they ever they recorded and sat down or anything or any con like any of their shows got taped. I'm not sure. Huh. I talked to uh, one of the members on Facebook and he said he had a live show somewhere. I'm not sure if your dad's on it or not. Oh, uh, okay. But he, he yeah, because they had a couple different singers. Okay. So it might not be with him. Yeah. Have you heard any of your uh, or your father's shows? Telecover drive shows. Yeah, I have um, I have uh some MP3 files that I downloaded offline mm. of them. Full uh, shows. One of them's a full show. Uh, a couple of them are just bits and pieces. Uh, he has the last show in a box somewhere, which is like it's like five tapes that I've I've listened to a bunch of times, and then I think he's got a couple other tapes somewhere of um, just different things mm-hmm. in like the early nineties maybe. But yeah, I, f- I found this one tidbit on the end of uh, the show from '87. It was pretty funny. I uh, I wish I wish I could I could like play it right now over the over the air. It was like, may you be stomped on by a dirty, hairy, smelly, sweaty, stinky, <laughs> 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 like because it was like at the end of the show when no one was listening. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Use it as a sound bite. Yep. <laughs> we'll insert it right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to, if there was an archive of all those old shows, I would 
I would love that. But I've only found a few clips here and there. And a I, lot. Sorry, go I ahead. can send you what I have. Yeah? I've got a couple of them, yeah. Thank you. That'd be great. Um, A lot of us that used to listen would record the shows, but those tapes are long gone or a lot of the problem too i guess it was part of the charm of it was like it was a lot of times going in and out that you'd have to adjust right. the antenna constantly and i don't know it was but a commitment it yeah. was but <laughs> i love those shows did you live uh, far away from from rochester no oh okay i was in uh during well webster and penfield most of the time okay yeah. but i had uh very cheap electronics. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a. I'm actually. I want to find all the different interviews that he did over the years. I've, I've got a couple of them that I want to post on YouTube. But there was interviews with Sabotage and TT Quick and Avenger and Exodus with Paul Bailoff, Slayer. Uh, what else was there? Destructor, um, Metal Church with David Wayne. There was like uh, Fate's Warning, I think. I forget. He forgets a lot of the interviews that he did, but I know he definitely did those mm-hmm. those ones. And I know someone out there's got the tapes that I, I'm gonna. I'd like to digitize them and put them on YouTube. Yeah, I'm surprised Mark doesn't have them. Yeah, I don't know. Mark James. I don't know. He started listening later. He said. Oh. Because he was like living out of town or something. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Fulton area. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. If you could listen to only three bands for the rest of your life, who would they be? I think you kind of already answered this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, definitely Jewish Priest. <laughs> definitely King Diamond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but probably, well, probably something different from that is probably a band like Midnight, honestly, because they're, mm. they're a newer band, but they're also a band that I like pretty much everything they've released. And they're just so good live, and yeah, I could listen to them like all day. They I'm just, really I'm just always live. in the mood to listen to them. You yeah, know? yeah. So probably I'll put those three. Okay, <laughs> all right. That's really tough. Uh, it I, is a I, hard question. I yes, feel like I'm always, I'm always like listening to like different things, you know, because I'm always like finding new like obscure weird bands, and I'm like, oh, cool, they got like three songs here, <laughs> you know. Uh, but as far as bands that I'll just consistently go back to i'd have to say dio is one that i'm always going back to mm-hmm. to dio um judas priest i'd have to throw them in there too um as far as you know just consistently having really good discography oh probably running wilds the other one they have That's like a good one just consistently like eight albums in a row that was just really really good yeah what do you guys think is like the worst song ever Oh, like, do you have a song that comes out and you like just want to punch things? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a song I like. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, one song that always drives me nuts is um, when I was in school, uh, my teacher would play this song, "The Cure." It's Friday. I'm in love every single Friday, and it oh, just got yeah. drilled into my head. Yeah. And yeah, it drives me nuts when yeah. I still hear it. Um, that's hard because there's. There's definitely a lot that they don't like, but definitely something that gets overplayed on the radio. Um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, probably like Hotel California. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I used to like that song, but after hearing it so many times, like, all right, 
I'm over this. <laughs> like, yep. I don't know. And I like the Eagles too, but that song, just hearing that on the radio, I'm like, change Constant, it. Constant. Yeah. yeah. But I, there's there's just so much music that's overplayed. Like another song, I'm, like a more a metal song is Enter Sandman. I can't stand that song anymore. Which sucks because it's a good song. It's a, yeah, it's an all right song. Like if you just, were to listen to it for the first time today, you'd be like, all right. Yeah, exactly. But hearing it a million times, it's yep. not that good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what sucks about the radio, like classic rock radio, whatever. It's always the same songs. Yeah. Even if it's like good bands, songs. you know, yeah, it's still the same few songs. They won't play like anything else from that same band, you know. Yeah. Or even off the same album. Yeah, exactly. All right. Question for each of you individually. Yep. If you could invite two people to dinner, living or dead, who would they be? Ooh. That's another hard question. Uh, two people to dinner. Uh, Rob Halford and King Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Same two answers. <laughs> nice. Um, what do you think about that? Two people to dinner. I don't know. Uh, Dio. Yeah. Oh, Dio would be a good one. Yeah, Dio was. Dio would be one. I'm trying to think of someone that would like really like to have dinner with <laughs> uh i don't know do times two <laughs> it kind of depends like what's being served at dinner yeah i feel like that matters it does yeah why i don't know like i don't feel like you'd have dio over for like nachos <laughs> would you why he might like nachos they'd be like medieval Maybe. nachos or something <laughs> 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 like thou holy nachos some mead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if they were lined up on a sword or something oh yeah <laughs> like uh like nacho shish kebab on a sword oh yeah i don't know how that would work but i don't either yeah. <laughs> but i feel like he'd like that yeah he'd, he'd, he'd appreciate it at least yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right one last nonsense question all right <laughs> why don't they call mustaches mouth brows mouth brows mouth brows it's like an eyebrow yeah but over your mouth Maybe because it's too thick. I don't I know. I would say they should. <laughs> they should, right? yeah. A mouth yeah, brow. That's a question. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't well, then what if you had like a, like a goatee where it went you know, down to your chin? Well, that's it would not be a like... mustache anymore then. Right. What, about if you had a, what if you had a long-handled bar one? Oh. That'd be like a really bizarre eyebrow. I guess that's not a brow anymore, yeah. What's a stash? That'd be a handle brow. <laughs> a handle brow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 brow at the end of yeah. whatever. <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. Long-handled brow. <laughs> All right, I so better. so length matters. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you guys at your age now could be exist in any decade, not now. Mm, that's a good question. Do you have like a preferred decade? Like I love that music. I'd like to be my age now, but then. Yeah, like growing up in it or mm -hmm. our age. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, I mean, I am. You know, my whole point is uh, music from the early to mid pretty much the whole 80s i pretty much i definitely that time period i'm i really like a lot of the movies and music from that time but mm -hmm. as far as going back i don't know if it's it's always a weird question like would you want to go back and everything wouldn't be how you'd expect it and you wouldn't yeah. know how to maneuver the world and all that but and then you might not like it as much and you might not like it as much yeah. exactly but 
It'd be like it'd be weird, like walking down the street and like everyone's into Iron Maiden or whatever. Well, yeah. maybe not everyone, but yeah, it'd be like More mainstream. Average, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be cool anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'd just be a normie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want that. Um, I would say probably the mid to late seventies mm. because, well, of course, the music, um, but also being able to experience things for the first time, like seeing you know like the exorcist in the movie theater because i know that was like a big deal mm-hmm. when yep. that came out like being able to like because nowadays you don't really get that anymore mm-hmm. as far as like new experiences and like shocking and just this never been done before and just yeah. seeing it witnessing it for the first time like that and like even just video games first coming out um and obviously the rise of heavy metal and the start of it and disco <laughs> so i would say that would be my answer it would be cool to go back and see a time with, you know, with less technology where yeah, things are a lot simpler because yes. yeah. things are way too complicated now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, well, complicated and sometimes easy. Right. Like, imagine doing what you're doing back in the 80s. Well, then I'd just be signing new bands. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like looking for older stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it'd be impossible. Yeah, that'd be so hard. Right. I mean, Weird. I guess I guess I could like track down magazines or something and try and find people that way. Yeah. But well, even it, just like getting be around hard. places. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. You don't got GPS. You don't got a smartphone. Yeah, I that, guess if you do it and you don't already know about technology somehow... And then you go back and like just like a blank slate, like your mindset is just in that time period. Yeah, I guess that would be a better question. So I guess I would I would still stick to my answer. But yeah, technology would that would definitely dampen things too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like we were just trying to figure out how to get here today, and my GPS I punched in the address, <laughs> and my GPS is like, oh, do you mean uh, this road, the same same road as you live on in like Texas? Was it Texas or I, something? I don't, it was somewhere in New York, but it was like ninety yeah. miles away, and that was the first result. Wow! And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I punched it on my phone, and then it popped right up. It was the first one. Hmm. But yeah, for some reason the the plug-in GPS, which I mean isn't that old, as old technology? It's maybe I don't know, ten years old now or five years old. You know, the, just the the plug-in GPS. Yeah, like hmm. the Tom Toms or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's. They suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if that happened because this is like a new complex. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's always bad here. Yeah, getting Ubers here sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yep. All right, I have an off the wall question. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a weird one, maybe. All right. Um. So I'm scared. No, don't be scared. <laughs> um, did you happen to listen to the Metal Mayhem? It was a three-part series of uh, them talking to Ron Stein that you still own the um, yep. record. Yeah, I did listen record. to that. Okay. I, actually, I think I'm, I'm... I know I listened to part two and three. I might... I think I maybe skimmed part one. Mm. I, I might have listened to the whole thing, but I know I li- listened to part two and three because that was like the... The metal years of it. The first yeah. one was like before Lakeshore yeah. happened. So your father had a big part in them becoming what they were, like mm-hmm. put, you know, selling all that metal and stuff. Um, there was a part on there about um, Metallica coming to record in 
Ron actually funded their... He was letting them borrow money. I guess he never got paid back. But for them to get road cases so they could tour. Uh-huh. So in a weird, indirect way, do you think your father was responsible for Metallica becoming as big as they did? Because they were allowed to tour. I I mean, I don't know it, exactly. Um, I know that... that uh, they really they were hanging out for like six weeks mm-hmm. or so during the whole recording of Kill 'Em All, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because back then he was like the leader because he was older than they were and he you know had all these connections around Rochester and they were like nineteen twenty years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, they they recorded that and uh, they they kept in touch for quite a while after. I think the last time they hung out was like the Black Album tour. Every mm-hmm. time they'd come back to Rochester. They'd still hang out, but but I, I would I don't know if I would say that he was responsible for yeah. for them getting as big as they did. But Maybe he, he played a little part in that. Yeah, I feel like he'd say no, but I, I have um <laughs> I, I have um a cassette or my dad has it of um an interview that he did with them in uh, like the Master of Puppets tour, mm-hmm. where you know they were already kind of blowing up, and mm. he was talking to them, and then the interview kind of devolved into them just hanging out and just talking about old days and stuff like that. And I'd like to post that on YouTube, but I don't know if that's going to happen. That's cool though. Yeah, it's cool. For legal reasons? No. Well, they do end up giving their names and phone numbers in the, on the cassette. So I'd have to like edit that out. Yeah. (laughs) I doubt they're still, there's living at the same places nowadays, (laughs) but like, yeah, Lars is still living like in his parents' basement in <laughs> California. Number. Same number, same address. Can you tell your Ken is very fond of your father? I can tell, yeah. It's probably why we're sitting here today. One of the reasons. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it was a very influential show, you know, for, yeah, for yeah, it was on it was for huge. a long time. It was huge. And he like the timing of it was perfect because yeah. nobody was doing anything like that then. Right. And he introduced a lot of people to a lot of cool shit. Mm-hmm. For sure. What is next for the label? Do you have any kind of releases on? You have two releases now? Uh, I just have the one release, which is the Satan's Arrival in Morgoth. What's the uh, violation? The violation, I got in contact with that guy, mm-hmm. and he had a stack of the old seven inches that he released in 1982 okay. that just never sold. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I... You know, I talked to him about a reissue, but then he was a little hesitant. He said, you know, one of the other members in the band uh, thought that the material wasn't good enough to release, which, I mean, I definitely think it is. And I, other people of the genre would think it is, too. But, you know, he's he's kind of out of the loop. You know, it doesn't look like he's been into the, the scene for a long time, so he's not really sure of what people would want, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's probably going to be my second release. But it's not, I haven't fully gotten him to agree to it yet. Mm, okay. But so, yeah, I have uh, on my website, I have a bunch of the violations, seven inches, but those are old. Those are dead stock. Mm. But yeah, they have about maybe 16 songs from uh, that time period that mm. never got released. And they had uh, Leonard Hayes from Y&T was with them, which is an unknown fact that I didn't know. No one really knew as far as I knew. He just told me that when he was talking to him. He was like, yeah, Leonard Hayes played on this 7-inch. Huh. But he couldn't say it at the time because, like, Y&T was doing whatever with 
I don't know, there's some contractual thing where they couldn't say that he played on that 7-inch, but yeah, he was on that, which is cool. That's a good trivia question. It is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to do that next, and then I'd like to do something local. I've got a bunch of things I want to do, but because I've got a bunch of people that I've talked to that are kind of on the fence, so I don't want to like contact more people and, over and then have promise. everyone hit yeah, me up at once, once yeah. and then it's like oh i, I can't afford that <laughs> blame it on production yeah exactly <laughs> alexis how about do you have any artwork that you're working on anything in the future that um not really right now i'm not besides just ideas that mm. i just sketch out um I might be doing the Fatal Curse uh, album cover when they have their album ready. Nice, so that'll nice. be that'll definitely be cool to do. Yeah. Ten years uh, or so. Yeah, <laughs> TBA. But uh, yeah, not nothing too much right now, which I don't mind it because then I can just do what I want. Yeah. But open to commissions. <laughs> 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 nice. If anyone wants anything, any album covers. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Or flyers. Nice. Yeah. Or anything else. Or anything else. Yeah. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about, um, like, piecing yourself out from your art and calling it something else? Like, you are Alexis, mm-hmm. but would you be an artist under like a something like else? Like a name? Yeah. Um, I thought about it. I just I'm indecisive about if I what it would be. Yeah. So I don't want to put anything out there. And be like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. You know. So I just I'm just sticking to my name you. for now. Yeah. That's so. cool. I want something like, you know, unique and clever, I guess. Yeah. You know, stands but, out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But something you won't get sick of. Right. Yeah. So I definitely have thought of it. Just, I just not sure yet. You Nothing know. is stuck y- out. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yep. Sorry. No, that's good. All right. So Aaron, um, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll post links to your guys' stuff. Yeah. Both yeah. Thank you. you. But, um, for someone listening, where could they go to like if they want to buy some of your records? I've uh, darkagerecords.net would be the best okay. place to buy something. Uh, you could find out about the latest on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I have a YouTube page where I post uh, a bunch of different things, not necessarily related to Dark Age Records, but just underground demos and stuff that I've found online or mm-hmm. whatever. Then what I are just- you under? Oh, it's Dark Age Records on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube yep. as well? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I have some unrelated stuff on there too, but but yeah, that's, I think, all the platforms, hopefully Bandcamp at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, we were talking, you need to get on Metal Archives too. I am on Metal Archives. Are I you? just added yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, not too long ago. Oh. I had to add it to Discogs too, which was kind of a pain. But yeah, I it's on Metal Archives and it's on um, Discogs now. Excellent. Good, good. Well, thank you guys. Is there anything yeah, thank you. in closing that you want to mention? No, just thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you. yeah, this was fun. Yeah, you guys are always welcome. Yeah, yeah awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. Can't wait to see where Aaron takes the label. Mm-hmm. Upcoming releases. Yep. Alexis, can't wait to see more of her artwork. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to close the show out. One more song. This is 
Balls Out by Violation. This is coming off of their 7-inch two-song demo. Side A is Meet Me at Midnight. Side B, Balls Out. This vinyl is available at the Dark Age online store. Go pick it up. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And? May you be stomped on by a hairy, sweaty, smelly, stinky, pregnant, pregnant with a water buffalo. You know what water buffaloes mean to elephants? Taboo. Taboo. Shh. Shame on you. You're naughty. Goodbye. Let's